on this episode of This Is Game Boy, you better not suck. Welcome back to a brand new episode of This Is Game Boy, this time not live, because uh, yeah. <laughs> the schedule uh, didn't fit for us to do this live. Well, we could have, honestly, Yeah. but, but there's yeah. so much stuff going on right now that we're just gonna, gonna do, uh, do it the old way, so not literally, live. Literally, literally everything, something happening every weekend of the month for RGL, so... yeah. We're, we decided to to take it offline this month just to basically give us a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not like the most exciting game anyways to, <laughs> to be doing True. it. So whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, like always, uh, let's go over what we've been up to and uh, I guess we'll start with ebc this time because uh, because i did the intro that's usually the way it works so yeah what, what have you been up to well uh i've been playing a lot of wow both retail and classic now because retail the expansion's coming out next week so i've been doing a lot of pre-patch stuff for that while wow, classic just great nights at this point now the new modern warfare 2 came out well quote-unquote new Modern Warfare 2 came out. The remake of it came out like a month or so ago. And they just recently released Season 1. So Hardcore is now in the game again. So I've been playing that a lot. Um, as for retro stuff, Jazz Jackrabbit for the Game Boy Advance. Um, if you've never played... So I don't often recommend Game Boy Advance games because I, I don't like that system very much. Jazz Jackrabbit might be one of the best Game Boy Advance games I've played. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just a port of the, the old DOS games? Kinda, yeah. yeah. Um They tried so they tried to reboot it, basically. So they took the they took like a they took the OG like concept of Jazz Jackrabbit from the DOS. Then they tried to reboot it on the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely tell they never took they never took it serious because they literally made fun of themselves the entire game. <laughs> um, but it was an incredibly fun game with five different difficulties, and boy, does that game get real, real hard at the higher difficulties. Uh, also, the game, if you play it on the easiest difficulty, skips the harder levels. So, like, there are levels in the game that you can die to pitfalls in. If you play it on the easiest difficulty, the game skips those levels. So, the only way you can die in the game is just to have your health reduced. So, unless you play on normal or harder, you don't ever get to see those extra stages. It's actually kind of a neat idea. But, uh, crazy good game. Highly recommend it. I just took world record in it, like, a week or so ago. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, hi- oh, <laughs> I played High School Musical for the Game Boy Advance. Now, sure. going into this game, I was just I was like, oh, great. It's another DDR button masher like all these other type of musical games are on the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. 
boy, was I half wrong. Um, so it definitely has its DDR element to it, but that's not the main focus of the game. The main Weird. focus of the game is an actual platformer. It's a collectathon <laughs> platformer. That doesn't uh, make any sense. Yeah, you, like you literally play as like the the cast, and you have to go through the high school, collect various things, and then move on to like the quote unquote boss stage, which is the DDR stuff. The more stuff that you collect, the easier the DDR stuff is at the end. It's, All right. It was honestly not that bad. <laughs> Strange concept. <laughs> would it? I wouldn't openly recommend it. But if you're looking, if you if you're looking for like some DDR stuff mixed in with some other genres, maybe check it out. The music's not half bad either. If you're uh, if you like the uh, we're all all in this together song because that plays friggin' nonstop. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Oh. I so I've never watched High School Musical. I know of it because incredibly, it came out right when I got into college. Yeah. yeah so yeah. everyone was watching High School Musical because that was just what you did. So like I, I personally have never watched any of the High School Musicals, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I know of it and I know a couple of the popular songs just because like you just have to know that because of pop culture stuff. But the the we're all in this together was like I think it was like one of the songs off the first movie, and it was by far like the most popular song in the entire franchise, and that plays nonstop through the game. Yeah, maybe if I hear it, I know it, but by heart, I have no idea what that song is. Yeah, it's a decent rendition of it. It's not awful, but it does get tiring. Right, right. But yeah, it, no, it's actually, like I said, it's not terrible. You get to play as Zac Efron as well, too. So, I mean. <laughs> sure. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beyond that, that's really about it. Um, oh, I started, <laughs> I started replaying Assassin's Creed Valhalla a little bit. I just recently got a PS5. Mm-hmm. And I played it for a total of two and a half hours. <laughs> well, I just, so you, I, so I, you watch the intro, basically. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah. I literally have played the game through the intro. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's it. I haven't even <laughs> gone anywhere outside of the intro yet. But I, I wanted to see the intro because the, if if you know if you have ever played an Assassin's Creed game, the intros to the Assassin's Creed games are epic because you have to do this like. You have to do like this, uh, this like pre-story that leads into like what you're about to do, mm-hmm. and then once you've get once you've finished basically um, the start of it, it like starts to pan out and it shows you a large chunk of the world, and like in the older Assassin's Creed, it would basically show you the entire area that you were in, but yeah. in the newer ones, since the maps are so damn big. It's, it fan, it's, it um, pans out and shows this huge, just like atmospheric sh- uh, uh, panorama shot, and it puts the logo across it. And they're always gorgeous looking. They're so, so, so good looking. And uh, I played the game on PS4, and I thought the game looked gorgeous on the PS4. Then I played it on the PS5, and I was like, whole. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I get it. So, 
that's as far as I got in Assassin's Creed. I'll eventually... I, I don't have the new God of War or anything yet, so... But yeah. I'll eventually get the new Dad of War and throw it in there and play that. <laughs> I, didn't even pl- I didn't even get the new Pokemon game. That game does not interest me at all after re- reading the reviews on it. Right, yeah. Not, not, a, not a good entry at all. Well, when it comes to, to performance, at least. I'm sure yeah. it's fine otherwise, but... Uh, yeah, I'm... Usually I pre-order these things at this time. I was like, nah, I, I I don't want to. Like after the last one, I was like, nah, it's I, it's not for me. The the quote unquote open world aspects and things like that. No. I, <laughs> see, I I like open world. I love open world games. Yeah. But like, Pokemon's different <laughs> for me because like there's just so much to it now. Like it's not the simple like it's not the simple Gen One Gen Two stuff anymore. There's mm-hmm. so many different types, and, like, you look at a Pokemon, and you're like, oh, that's probably, like, rock steel, but then, like, you, like, inspect it, and it's, like, fairy ghost, you know, it's like, oh, okay. So, like, you can't even figure out, like, the type of the Pokemon just by looking at it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just gets to the point where, like, there's too many to keep track of. And, like, I, I'm 35. My memory sucks at this point. Like, I can't <laughs> even keep... I have a hard time now keeping track of the OG 151. Like, not to mention the extras that came in Gen 2. Like, you're going to expect me to memorize 700 Pokemon and Gen whatever oh, we're, we're in? Like, we're at, at 1,000 already. So Okay, you're going to expect me to memorize 1,000 Pokemon and Gen whatever <laughs> we're in? Like, I think nah. Gen 9. 8 or 9, it is. Yeah, uh, I'm not no, exactly sure. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to memorize <laughs> all of that stuff. And then now you have, like, the the stats of, like, this thing is, like, a five-star Pokemon because of its stats. So I'm like, cool, that didn't matter back in Gen 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not as much, you know. So it's yeah. like, God, there's just so much to keep track of. And, like, now, like, apparently, like, this game, like, starts off really strong. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, now you have to grind for hours on end to, to progress through the game. And it's like... Oh, okay. So, like, it's just basically you play the game for an hour, then you sit there and throw pokeballs and fight for the next five hours. Right. Right. Cool. That that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any problems with the newer Pokemon or things like that. I think for me, it started getting way too confusing when they uh, first they had like the. Um, I, I see I don't even remember what it's called like you had like the the special versions of some Pokemon it's like I'm gonna say Z transformation and X transformations of the po- yeah that's it exactly like you had Charizard X and you had G- Charizard Y and all those things well that's a that, sword shield wasn't it no 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 that was in 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 uh damn what was that Jen? <laughs> in wasn't it just Pokemon X and Pokemon Y, that was a, that was I mean, the entirety. Maybe uh, I didn't play that one. Yeah, so so then they started to have two forms of each Pokemon. Then they went into the Alolan region when you had Alolan variants. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, and then you had like the again, I don't know the terms because I can't keep up anymore. Then you had the Mega Transformations and the yada, yada, yada. And in this version, well, in this gen, you have even something new where you, like, attach something to your Pokemon and they get completely different typings and completely different stats. And I'm like, 
how do you keep up with this bullshit unless this is the first game you've ever played? Like, I don't, I don't care for that anymore. So maybe I'll pick it up one day just to see how it is. But I, as far as really enjoying a Pokemon game, like I, I think after the Alolan region, which, which was just a fun game, but not that much fun of a Pokemon game for me. Like, I just gave up on, on even trying. Like, yeah. I like seeing the new designs, but that's it. Like, I, I don't care anymore. The last the last new-gen Pokemon game I played was Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. when they put, like, the Giga ones yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, you mm-hmm. go into, like, a gym fight, and you can be, like... Your, your Pokemon can grow like 5,000 feet and become a, mm-hmm. become a Giga Chad, basically. And it's like, this is dumb. <laughs> I did not like that either. No. Like, this is stupid. And then, like, you go and, like, do, like, the world event stuff, like, on the open world. And, like, you would come across one of those Gigas or, like, Haunted mm-hmm. or whatever the heck they were called. You're just like, this is dumb because I need people to help me. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, I, I don't, like, the whole, like, I, I'm all for having a bunch of new Pokemon, but like as soon as you start adding like other elements to it, to where like all of a sudden like they can change their their type and power and whatever else just because they can, like just doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. at all. Like when I played Arceus, I liked Arceus a lot. By the way, loved the concept of that game. Just held your hand a little too much, but like the fact that it was like well, this comet came and hit the Earth, and now some of the Pokemon are powerful. And it's like, well, how come some are, but the others aren't? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I almost... I don't <laughs> understand the story anymore, basically. I think what it comes down to. Yeah. I don't I don't understand the lore, so I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> sure. Now, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee, on the other hand. Those were even worse. Masterpiece, because that was Gen One. <laughs> I hate that. And, that and I knew, so and I knew what was happening. And we even have an episode about it. How much I hate it. So if you want to go check that out, that's right. <laughs> it's one of our, one of our earliest episodes. I forgot that was an episode we had a hero on. Yeah, I forgot about that episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. That's what I've been up to in a side tangent after watching Pokemon stuff for the last day or so. Uh, <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, not much, to be honest. Um, like, I don't know. I, ha- I really haven't been playing much lately or even streaming. I think it's been over a month that I last streamed even. Uh, I hope to get back to it soon, but uh, I'm so busy that uh, I just... The few moments I do have time... To do nothing, I really want to do nothing instead of like <laughs> streaming and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I have been playing a few uh, games on my own. Um, I played a few of the games of the Turtles Kawabunga collection. Um, like I already did the, the Game Boy ones, of course, because that took me like, what, an hour and a half to get through all of those. So that wasn't a problem. But I also played through um, both arcade games. It's two arcade games that are on there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the original Turtles arcade game and, um, what's the other one called? Uh, 
Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. Um, I've also played the Super Nintendo version of Turtles in Time because I grew up with that, so that wasn't really a problem. And I played Hyperstone Heist, which I actually think is a really cool game. I just think it's dumb that, like, you only have, like, five bosses in that game, and then they do a boss rush with all the bosses again. Um, maybe that had something to do with, like what they could fit on the cart on Genesis or something. I don't know. I, I just thought it was a, a weird choice because you have so many characters and then you just repeat the same bosses. It was weird, but I, I actually do like the game. This was the first time I actually sat down and played Hyperstone Heist. And if I had a Genesis back then instead of a Super Nintendo, I would have been happy with that one as well. But yeah, it ain't no Turtles in Time on Super Nintendo because that's just... Uh, the best one. Um, and then I played um, the Tournament Fighters, but the NES version. God, that game sucks. Like, it's really <laughs> not good. <laughs> it's, it's it's a very weird game. And, like, I, I went into the game. I read the manual because it's on the... Um, yeah, on the disc. But it doesn't say any of the special moves of any of the Turtles. Uh, which is dumb because they remade the uh, the manual so they could have just included that, to be honest. Uh, so I had no idea what I was doing, so I looked it up on uh, on GameFAQs, uh, what the moves were. And basically, you just pick Donatello and you do the same move over and over and over again and you win. That's, that's the only way to actually win that game. Um, if you just want to play it as a normal fighting game, it just doesn't work. Like, you, you get your ass handed to you by the first opponent on easy mode so yeah very strange game uh, i haven't touched the other versions yet um but i don't have any high hopes for them because I, I don't know I, I remember checking out the super nintendo version of tournament fighters and hating that game as well when i was a kid so uh yeah we, we will see but those are the games <laughs> i still have to beat and then the two nes uh arcade games i guess Oh, and the first turtle. I actually haven't played that one either yet. But that one I know I can beat because I've beaten it many times. So. Uh, but yeah, when I have like an hour or something, I pick one of pick up one of those turtles games real quick because yeah, they don't take that long. Um, I've also played uh, Fate Trilogy. Um, so good. <laughs> I was waiting for what two years now for the third game to come out or the trilogy in this case. And the funny thing is, I've played Fate 1 and 2 again, and I still haven't started on Fate 3. So, that's typical of me, waiting so long for a game and then not playing it the moment I, I get it. Uh, I'll get around to it eventually. Um, but yeah, those games are absolutely fantastic. Everybody should pick up the trilogy. Or, if you want to, you can get them separate on Ichio, I guess, but... Why not just get the trilogy on? Just get the trilogy uh, on, on Steam. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just one of the most fantastic horror games made in, in the last, what, <laughs> six years? I guess the first yeah. one came out. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just incredibly cool and fun. Not that scary for me, because again, uh, I don't scare anymore. Because <laughs> I watch too many horror movies and play too many horror games. Uh, but yeah, it's just a very fantastic game. And everybody should support Airdorf. So maybe we can get some more fate in the future. Oh. Um, 
Besides that, I've also played Blossom Tales 2, The Minotaur King, I believe the subtitle is called. Um, I actually won a Steam code for this game during Indie Land. If you don't know what Indie Land is, it's uh, something that the completionist organizes twice a year, I believe, uh, where they show off, well, they work together with a lot of indie developers and they show off new games that are coming out or that have just come out. Uh, from the indie scene. Uh, meanwhile, it's a charity event for uh, for dementia research because that's what um, the completionist mother, uh, she had that and she passed away a few years ago. So it's tied into that. But you also always see really, really cool indie games there. Um, I had known about Blossom Tales for a long time because I got the first one on Switch. It's basically like a Zelda clone. Um, that's, I mean, that's it. It's a Zelda clone. Uh, but it's about this uh, little girl and her brother and her grandpa is telling a story um, where she gets to be the hero and, and save the kingdom and things like that. And it, it's it's funny. It's, uh, it's cute. Um, it plays well. Um, it, it does the tropes from Zelda. Good. Uh, so you kind of know what you can expect, but it has some, like original ideas that it brings to the table but yeah it's it's basically the same setup uh you go to a dungeon you get an item you defeat a boss yada 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 until you get to the end so uh very fun game i think i'm halfway through for now uh this one's definitely a lot longer than the first one i think the first one took me like three hours um and this one is gonna take like eight hours or something like that uh but yeah if you're interested in a fun zelda-like game Go check out Blossom Tales. Uh, it's not only on Switch, you can also... Uh, yeah, it's not only on Steam, you can also get both of them on on Switch. Um, and then the last game... <laughs> yeah, I'm saying game because it's more like half a movie and half a game. Um, I'm playing Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, very, very fun, silly RPG. But the cutscenes are so long that you're usually just sitting around for an hour and then playing for five minutes. So you really need to be in the mood for that type of game, to be honest. Like, uh, I guess it's it's kind of like Metal Gear or or, or Death Stranding or something like that. Like you you just you just play for a moment and then a cutscene starts and you're like, oh, this will resolve itself in like two minutes, right? And then twenty five minutes later, you're still watching the cutscene. Uh, but they are interesting. That that is uh, something great about the game. Like the setup is so serious and silly at the same time that you just get invested in all these characters and you don't mind that uh that these cutscenes are taking so long um you don't have to like super pay attention to the screen so as long as you hear what they're saying it's kind of fine um but yeah besides that it's actually a pretty good rpg um it has nothing to do with the rest of the yakuza series so it's not tied up in the lore of the other games or anything it's it's really just a standalone spin-off title um and it's just fun to play it's just i would compare it to like south park stick of truth where it's a good rpg but with silly elements to it that don't really make sense but it just works with the story um 
like you you get a job and your job is your class for example uh, so you get different abilities depending on what job you have um, you just basically beat up yakuza members and and hobos and whatever else is running around on the streets um and yeah you you do the side quests are probably the most ridiculous part about the game but they're so funny you just you're just happy when you see one on your map that you're gonna go do it. Like the last one I did, like the circus is coming to town and this guy is always like, oh, I'm the best with my animals and I keep them locked up. Uh, they're super friendly, just say hi to them. And then every time they break out and you have to like fight a tiger, you have to f fight um, <laughs> um, a bear and then you have to fight a monkey who takes over... Um, uh, a construction digger equipment it's like the most stupid things you can imagine but it, it yeah it just works really well uh so if you're in a mood for a very silly rpg definitely check out yakuza like a dragon i think again it's it's interesting when it's serious but it's also interesting when it's not serious so uh they did really well and it's crazy that like this game was of course uh, Japanese game first and like there's so much voice acting in this game and they had to do it in English as well um, well kudos to all the voice actors for like probably having to read a script of like 20,000 pages just for this game it's like incredible uh, so yeah that's uh, that's all I've been playing Th that one has been taking up the most of my time uh, due to the lengthy cutscenes, but uh, besides that, I haven't really played anything the last, what, month and a half or something? Yeah. I still haven't played a Yakuza game. I have access to them all because of the Xbox Game Pass, but I still haven't played a single one. Yeah, this is the first one for me, so... Nah. It's not, not from a lack of interest, it's, just, it's a lack of time. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I I know how long those games are. I I wouldn't be too interesting in playing the other ones because they are GTA clones, yeah. and I would get bored of them. Like I know they're funny as well, but I would just get bored of them <laughs> immediately. I just know yeah. myself. Uh, so this one this one was like more of my interest because it's an RPG and I I love RPGs. So yeah. that's fair. Yeah, I. Uh... The the Mafia series has got re re released or redefined whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. and uh, I I like the Mafia. It's it's another GTA clone, but I I like yeah. the Mafia series a lot. So, but yeah, mm -hmm. all right, cool. Like a yeah, I I've seen you guys talk about it in Discord too. I'm just like God, like I really should play a Yakuza game because I literally have no idea what you all are talking about. <laughs> like ninety percent of the time, what you're talking about that game. Well, if you can think of something really ridiculous, it's probably in the game. So, <laughs> like, I fought a huge freaking... What are those vacuum cleaners called? Roomba. Like, that was the last <laughs> boss fight I did. Like, I beat a Roomba. <laughs> like, just... Roombas are going to take over the world. I mean... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's another side quest, so it, it's not a spoiler for the story or anything, so... <laughs> so good. I actually played more than you this time. The yeah. rare, the rare occasion of EBC playing more video games than, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than Mo. Yeah, it's so hard right now to play. Well, like, I say that as I sink hours upon hours into WoW and Call of Duty. 
But like, it's just like those are like there's they're so they're, those are games that are just so easy to go into and out of mm-hmm. without having mm-hmm. to like dedicate a ton of time into because it's like oh I got an hour and a half to spare while something is rendering. I can go play WoW or Call of Duty real quick, and I can just go yeah. out. It's not like I'm playing, like, Mega Man or something. I go into Mega Man. I finally get into the Wily stages, and I'm like, all right, well, I need to go do this thing now. And it's either, A, I pause the game for hours on end, or I figure, go figure out what the password was and come back to it later. And it's just, it's so hard to get into a game like that when you have split windows throughout the week that you can mm-hmm. play something so yeah it's i hate i hate being this busy right now it it sucks <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping december like really calms down because like this month alone i did the nest Cathlon commentary i did with you the tiny 10 commentary last weekend mm-hmm. this was my first quote-unquote free weekend in like a month and a half, and we're recording the podcast episode. Yeah. Next weekend, I have feed the feed the kids marathon with RGL, where yep. I'm I, I'm playing four Game Boy games during that. Well, three Game Boy games, a Squidlet, basically four Game Boy games, you know. And then next month we have Secret Santa, you know. So next month, the only thing I have committed to is Secret Santa. So I'm hoping next month is by month where I can actually sit down and like do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will see. We'll yeah, we'll see. But uh all right, well, we're going to take a quick short break here and when we come back, we are going to talk about Zul, the gremlin-like ninja from the nth dimension. back everyone i uh, hope you like that song because you're going to hear it a couple more times throughout the episode as this game only has one soundtrack mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so <laughs> dive into zool we should probably start with what is zool yeah that's important uh i guess everybody actually knows who zool is if if you're <laughs> If you have been into video games since, like, the 90s, you, you probably have seen Zool around. Because um, even though he only has technically one game, well, it has the second one, but it's it's not really... There's the technically game. three, I think, now, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, every, everybody has seen Zool in some form of capacity. Um, but originally, this was a, a game made for Amiga, by George Allen, who is a a famous designer for Amiga games. Um, was was Amiga was that the, the European thing or the American? No, the Spectrum was the European thing, right? Yeah, the ZX yeah. I think was the European yeah. thing. Yeah, and and the Amiga was was like the American yep. uh, early fi- console slash computer thing. Uh, so yeah, if if you look at screenshots of Zool, you might. It might sound, seem familiar because, like, Amiga has like a very distinct style to it, uh, so all of the games kind of look look alike, really. Uh, but yeah, he made a, his previous game Switchblade Two um, got a lot of flag 
because of lack of enemies, apparently. Um, and so he came up with the idea of Zool, uh, which like a more fast-paced game with a lot of enemies that you have to take down. Um, but uh, sadly enough, he didn't have enough money to actually make the game. Um, so he went out of his way to basically find a sponsor. Um, and the sponsor, as everybody knows now, uh, was actually the Spanish... Um, well, candy company, I guess it is, um, that are responsible for the Chupa Chups. Those are the lollipops, if you don't know those, which would be weird, because everybody knows those. So yeah, Zul is not the mascot of Chupa Chups at all, as most people think. They just sponsored this video game. Um, so, so Zul has basically nothing to do with it, but sadly, because they sponsored it, the entire first stage of the Amiga game was just littered with uh, reference to references to uh, Chupa Chups. Um, but that's a nice thing to, to learn about because everybody thinks like, oh, he's the mascot. No, he's not. He's just sponsored by him. It's, it's kind of odd. Okay. Um, okay, well, that explains why there's so much candy in like the first stage. Well, it doesn't even have anything to do with that. But um, yeah, the, the first stage is indeed candy land, but... Uh, yeah, they, they just put a lot of Chupa Chups uh, logos in the background, on the Amiga version at least, uh, that is. Because on the Game Boy version, that doesn't show up at all. No. Um, they, they probably couldn't, uh, couldn't port that uh, image well enough uh, to put in the Game Boy version. So, yeah, that's a little history about Zool. Um, it did get a sequel, Zool 2, but uh, I have never seen that game, actually. To be honest, which was also an Amiga game, um, and last year or two years ago, they actually last remade the first game on Steam um, under the title Zool Redimensioned. Yeah. Um, so if you want to check out that game, I, I heard it's pretty good. So uh, why not? And actually, the Amiga game was very, very well received. Um, mm -hmm. Sadly, it did suffer from one thing that uh, a lot of these other mascot games... Well, not mascot for Chupa Chups, but like he was going to be a mascot for Amiga. Um, what a lot of these games suffer from, um, and I'll refer to Sonic the Hedgehog, and I'll refer to Bubsy on the Super Nintendo. You move so fast in this game that you literally keep on dying. All the time, which is not the purpose of the game. So, yeah, it's 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 one of those games where you actually have to take it very slow, even though uh, <laughs> the acceleration of your main character is like I don't know anything about cars, but like a fast car. <laughs> like you gotta just, take it, it slow, but you can't it, take it too slow because the stages are timed. Yeah, so it, it's one of those games, sadly, but uh, yeah, it's it's still got a lot of uh, acclaim on the Amiga, at least. So. But yeah, that's your little history lesson about what Zool actually is. <coughs> yeah, so Game Boy version, though, because there's about 8,000 different ports of this game. Mm -hmm. Um. Game Boy version, though, came out in 1993 and was developed by Gremlin Graphics, which actually has a pretty interesting history in itself because it started off as Gremlin Graphics Software Limited, 
then turned into Gremlin Interactive in uh, like 1994, and then ultimately was bought out by Infograme Studio. Of and course. then, <laughs> uh, and all these, this is all British software. Um, and they mostly did home computer stuff. It's like home computer software. They weren't really into like the console stuff at this at this at this moment yet. But their primary market was the ZX, the Amstead, the MSX, the Commodore 16, and 64. But when uh, so Gremlin was acquired by Infogrames in 1999, renamed to Infogrames Studio in 2000, then shut down in 2003. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it was a pretty much a, we're going to buy you and then eventually just shut you down type deal. In 1994, Gremlin Graphics was renamed to Gremlin Interactive since they focused on 16-bit PC and console stuff now. Uh, and they had great success with, well, Zool and Premier Manager, which if you don't know what that is, that's a soccer uh, game, essentially. Yeah. Um, because and eventually they would go more into sports games because they would see they saw the success that EA was having with Madden at the time. Um, but notable games from Gremlin, you get the Monty Mole series, Premier Manager, Zool, Actua Sports. Uh, if you're into sports games, you've definitely have heard of those titles, and then Top Gear. Um, so if you're into car stuff, you definitely have heard of Top Gear. Publi- oh God! Published by Game Tech. I. Oh, people have their issues with publishers, right? Like AVGN has LJN as you know his most hated publisher. Game <laughs> Tech is probably my LJN. I hate <laughs> everything published by Game Tech. <laughs> I I don't think I have found a single game that I have liked by game by published by Game Tech. And the reason I think this is is because it, it gave me such a bad taste in my mouth the first, like, ten games I ever played that they published. Because their uh, game tech is owned by the company that also owns Jeopardy. So yeah. game tech obviously publishes Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, along with some other game shows, you know, video games as well, too. And they're all bad the sound is awful of them. They're just, and I know they're not coding them, but they're just bad. And, and oh, God, I just hate game tech so much. <laughs> <laughs> composer is Pat Fellin. Uh, pretty active sound engineer and composer. Uh, games ranging from, well, the Zool 1992 version to Zool Dimensional in 2021. So the game that uh, Mo just recently talked about in the opener there. Uh, notable games that we probably have heard of because of just mainstream media. Uh, Crackdown 3, Forza 7, Micro Machines, Judge Dredd, Monster Truck Wars, Zool, right? So, And Zool is a platformer, so. Zool is indeed a platformer, yeah. Uh, Zool doesn't have a real plot, though, which, <laughs> which is weird. Because uh, I see you, you've you added this, some stuff from the box, but that's the box from the Amiga version. It's the Amiga box, uh, yeah. It was hard you know, to find the Game Boy stuff. Yeah, like we don't have the manual either, um, sadly. Like I, I've searched high and low, but I couldn't find anything. So coming from the Amiga version, at least, though, his name is Zul, and he is a gremlin-like creature from another dimension, the Ant 
dimension, actually. Uh, he is forced to land on the Earth, but his sole goal is to attain the prestigious ranking of a ninja. To do that, Zul will have to travel through, in this case, four worlds, each divided into three stages, defeat his enemies and prove himself worthy of that title. Uh, yeah, all I can think about the plot from the one cutscene that this game has, which is, well, a still panel, <laughs> if I remember correctly, is that he's trying to go back home. But besides that, like, there, there's no story at all. Uh, in the game itself, at least. So. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it was, it was actually really hard to find Game Boy information. Like, information like this for Zool. A yeah. lot of it was Amiga and Commodore and stuff like that, because mm. that was the original stuff, and that's what it was hailed on, so... But yeah, like even in the Game Boy version, like you go into Candyland first level, we'll get to that in a second, and then make your way through it. But yeah, there's no like there's no indicator in the actual gameplay that you're trying to become a ninja. I think I, when I played, I just assumed I was already a ninja because of the box art. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, and it's called Ninja of the End Dimension, so I mean, yeah, you would assume he's ass already a ninja. I just assumed he was already a ninja. Maybe, I mean, maybe he is. I don't, I don't know. Maybe the lore just runs really deep with these ports, where like the Amiga <laughs> version, he's not a ninja yet, but since the Game Boy came out so much later than the Amiga version, he has now turned into the ninja. So, like, maybe there's some, like, storyline throughout the ports that we just don't get because we never played the ports. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's... <laughs> what's the, what is the lowest rank of ninja again? I don't like, even know. Like, I the... Chun, is the second, and... Uh... Come on, I'll... you've watched Naruto. Uh, Academy student? <laughs> the academy student. I just Wait, looked up. I just looked up the the Naruto ninja ranks. Academy student, Genin, Chunin. Genin, that's it. Yeah, the low, the low. Maybe he's still a Genin. There we go. And he's trying to become a, a Jonin or, or Junin, Jonin, Jonin. Right. I I don't know. Maybe rank. maybe he went. Yeah. I thought Cage is the highest rank. What's Cage then? Kage? That's uh, that's leader. Oh, like it's it's not. Also, you assume I have is leader, leader of the, leader have, of the of the village. You have also assumed I have watched Naruto. <laughs> Who hasn't watched Naruto? I, I have not watched oh, it's, Naruto. It's, not one episode. It, I guess you should say Naruto because otherwise we're gonna get the entire anime. Uh, <laughs> I have I have never watched. The... I have never watched a single episode of Naruto. No, no. I have, so. <laughs> okay. Okay, so yeah. Uh, let's see. What does he have for tools, our, our Zool Ninja here? Um, standard, the controls are B is jump and A is shoot. You don't want that, you know, so you're going to change that immediately to A is jump and B is shoot. Uh, shoot, he probably shoots a ninja star, but it's hard to tell. Um it just looks like a ball that he's throwing in this version, to be honest. Um, the down button makes you duck or slide. I think if you press the jump button while pressing down, you, you actually slide. Or is it if you have momentum that you slide? I don't really remember. I think it was momentum. Yeah, it could be momentum-based. Uh, and there's also like a twirly attack 
which you kind of do by pressing attack while you are jumping, but not really. Um, it's something you have to figure out. Like, it, it only takes five seconds to figure out, but it's like a weird combination. Um, but that can also kill enemies because you do that twirly move. Um, but that's not even in the... Well, maybe it's in the manual, but we don't have the manual. But most people don't uh, talk about that twirly move, which is actually very useful because you are kind of invulnerable uh, while you're doing that. Um, besides just these things, you have a few items hidden throughout the stages that can help you uh, out on your journey. There's the double Z symbol, which basically makes you split into two. Um, I don't think you're invulnerable when you have that picked up, but it's basically like if you ever played Ninja Gaiden uh, 2 and 3. Does 1 have the, the, the afterimage, guys? I don't remember. Uh, but it's basically like your clone and he also does an attack. Uh, but it only lasts for a little bit. Um, you also have the Z shield, which is, well, a shield. <laughs> I mean, what else would it be? Like, it just lasts like 10 seconds and then it's gone. Um, there's a high jump arrow. That's probably the first thing you're going to see when you're starting this game because it's right in front of you. This makes you jump higher uh, for two jumps. Um, and it helps you reach this higher platforms throughout the stage. And then there's one-ups because you will need these. Like, you will absolutely <laughs> need these one-ups. Because it's, uh, it's definitely a tough game. Yeah. Uh, difficulty levels in the game. So you need to play on the hard... You need to play on the hard difficulty to get the ending. Um, the harder the game, the more pickups you need to finish the stages. It also decreases your max health and ups the boss's health. Um, you gotta collect somewhere around 99 items in the stage to unlock... Basically, the big coin or the proceed coin uh, at the end of the level, you gotta go touch it to move on to the next stage. And it's like there's like three or four stages per world as well, too. So, basically, lots of collecting. Yeah, at the, at the bottom of the screen, you have like this percentage meter that goes up whenever you pick up the random pickups tied to that particular stage. Uh, we'll. we'll yeah. say the details about that during the stages um so on easy you need 25 percent of all pickups on uh, normal you need 50 percent and on hard you need 75 percent um yeah i don't think you get a bonus for getting 100 percent uh, i've, I've never gotten 100 percent. So. i think in the first few levels i can but i don't think you get anything special. And even if you do get something special, it's probably just going to be a one-up anyway. So, Yeah, I've never gotten a 100% in this game. Mm -hmm. Because I don't like games that time me. <laughs> <laughs> but going into the stages, the first stage we get, as we mentioned a couple times before, is Candyland. So in this stage here, you're going to be collecting, well, candy uh, mm -hmm. to get through the stages and like i mentioned earlier there's uh four areas in stage one uh the fourth area being the boss fight which is well, a it's it's three areas the the boss is part of the okay yeah that's always. fair yeah. that's fair yeah. yeah i guess i consider it a separate thing since yeah boss but yeah yeah three areas boss uh we face off against a b um <laughs> yeah 
It's well, if you can call it, has the body of a bee, but yeah, I don't know what those two things I, are at the top <laughs> like some Cheerios or something pasted think, on top of some bee body. I think I called it a bee as well in my playthrough, yeah. But oddly enough, like this, the, this boss is, is I think the only boss with two phases in it, which is kind of comical too. It's like, mm-hmm. fa- it's like phase one, it's going to start from the corner, the top, top corner. It kind of like swoop down, and once it hits the middle, it's gonna go back up to the other corner. So you can kind of like hang out in the lower corners and be safe. So if you like, if you've ever played Super Mario Land two, if you've ever played against the Bird Boss or Tatanga, where the boss kind of comes from the corner, swoops down to the middle, and swoops back up, and then your chance to hit him is bother in the middle. It's very similar to that. You just shoot them as they're coming down. And then once you've done enough damage, this B goes into what I call phase two. And it's it's still like incredibly easy. Because um, it has it does kind of the same pattern, but in a different motion. So it starts in the corner. It's going to come over to the halfway point, come down. And then it's going to, and that's your chance to go at it. And it's going to shoot off into the corner, go up. Into the other corner, then it's going to just, it just rinse and repeats. So basically, you shoot it when it comes down, jump over it, and just rinse and repeat. Extremely easy boss fight. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So after that, <clears throat> you move on to Music Land. Um, so yeah, instead of like flam puddings and lollipops and whatchamacallit, <laughs> you will. Uh, you will actually be in a music store, basically, uh, yep. where you will, will get attacked by drums and trumpets and and things like that. Uh, and you're jumping up on on amps and whatnot, going over pianos, things it's, like that. It's Wayne's um, World. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like the stages in Wayne's World, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> Probably some better controls than Wayne's World, but well. not 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 that much. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you're you're going through the store trying to reach uh, again the boss at the end of stage three while collecting things. Um, in this one, it gets a little harder to find items because unlike in the first stage, um, a lot of these items are actually hidden in objects throughout the stages. So. Uh, for instance, there are speakers that you can destroy, but of course this is Game Boy, so it's not really obvious that uh, these are interactable objects. Um, but you have to destroy these to find more and more, because otherwise you will not have enough by the end that you uh, by uh, the moment you reach the end of the stage, and then you would have to backtrack, and that's never fun. Um, but yeah, if you find everything and you reach the end of stage three, you will have to uh, basically defender yourself against an amped up guitar see what see what i did there that's that's <laughs> that's brilliant jesus <laughs> uh but this thing has probably yeah indeed it probably does have the worst hitbox ever because uh, you kind of have to hit it like right in the middle it's it's very it's weird. really bad hitbox it's probably the worst hitbox in the game yeah meanwhile this thing keeps shooting uh electrical things all over the screen that are actually hard to dodge um yeah they bounce off the walls here and there and he has a second attack but i don't remember what it is uh is it, is it like the sonic so waves 
Yeah, he shoots like the yeah. missiles or whatever it is at the platform. Then he has like these yeah. boun- bouncing shots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where that twirly thing comes in handy because if you use that to uh, fend off the missiles, they can't hit you and you destroy them meanwhile. Um, makes it a little bit easier than trying to shoot your ninja star at them because the hitbox of those things is also uh, super tiny. So it's better to to use that spinning move basically to get rid of them. And if you're lucky, you can even face through uh, the electricity that comes out of the, the guitar as well. So uh, pro tip, definitely start using that uh, twirly move as much as you can. Um, a weird thing we haven't touched on during the previous stage. Um, so the boss fights, you will die. Like there's <laughs> there's no way around it. You will definitely die when facing off against these bosses, but they do retain their health uh, after you've died. So if you've beaten them halfway down, uh, they will retain that health so you can keep on going. Um, so that's that's at least good. And then we go into. I can't call it. Is it actually called Four I Four I guess we don't know what the God damn it. The actual, we have like, no idea. Forest World. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, In what, my opinion, the worst part of the game. Woodland. Yeah, this was not a fun. This was not a fun stage. Um, mm-hmm. In this world here. You have to collect, uh, it's not fish yet. Fish is, is it fish yet? No. No, it's, it's like fruit that you have to collect. Fruit, that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta go around collecting fruit and, I guess, not, you know, tree things. Uh, <laughs> but along the way, you know, like, this is, this world is just not fun in general because, and I think it's not, for me, I didn't like it just because of how fast Zul moved. Mm-hmm. Um, if Zul moved at, like, a normal pace, I still wouldn't like this stage. But I think I'd like it a lot more than what it gave me. Simply because, like I said, like, Zul just moves way too fast for for certain things to have to actually happen. Um, but in this stage here, you have to jump on the branches and stuff like that, and the trees. Um, and there's just there's just so much hidden stuff, and like you'll come across some some enemies, like a carrot, I think it is, that kind of mm-hmm. just like is like dug into like a branch or into the ground, and you think you have to collect it, but at, but in reality, it's uh, it's actually an enemy, and it just wants to hurt you. Like there's this. <laughs> It's oh, it's it's yeah. so bad. Uh, not to mention like you have the falling the grapes and the, and the grape and like these aren't small grapes. Like these grapes are definitely on some GMOs because like these grapes are gigantic that drop from the from the top of the screen. And if you're on the ground and you see a bundle of grapes, oh, then you got like a thousand <laughs> of them coming after you. It is just <laughs> the whole stage is awful. All while mm-hmm. trying not to fall and die. It's just the absolute worst stage in the world. Um, <laughs> this is definitely the stage where the game shows that it wasn't that well thought of. Um, at least not the port. I can't speak of the Amiga version. But yeah, like 
there are so many enemies in this stage. The grapes keep on respawning, by the way, so you can never actually get rid of them. Um, a lot of the items you need, especially on hard, are indeed hidden in the ground. And if you don't realize they're hidden in the ground, you cannot find them. There are a lot of hidden paths that you need to take to get through this stage. And then the worst part of it all is all of the fruit pickups that are hiding in the trees. Because all of these branches yes. are slopes and it takes quite a while to figure out when to jump exactly so you don't fall down uh, the tree again and have to make your way back up <laughs> through the, the other part of the stage again. It is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. The only redeeming factor of this stage is that... on the, So it has little tin cans uh, in the stage that you jump on to like boost yourself up. They're like the, they're like the trampoline. They, and yeah. they, say, they say fruit, but the word fruit is... Well, for me, spelt wrong. Cause it's F R O O T instead of <laughs> yeah. F R U I T. So that's mm. always fun. Mm. But the uh, <laughs> the thing I don't think we touched on either is that if you die to a boss, you have to restart the state. You have to restart that area or not area, the stage that you were on. So like, I would say like the banana for me, the banana boss, which is this, which is the the forest world boss. I think it was the first boss I actually died on, and I was extremely upset because I had to restart the stage and get through the stage, collecting everything and then getting to the damn banana. Um, <laughs> but the banana. Okay. Well, I, I know why it's frustrating because apparently you haven't figured out one of the mechanics in the game that does never get explained. Um, there are actually checkpoints in the game, you have to hit them on a very specific pixel while standing next to them, and they look like the background. So, good luck with that. Great. Really, <laughs> really great. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, so once you get got through the stage, you have to face off against this floating banana. And this is... This, this, was, a, this was a hard fight. Because the banana's movement, although... It's, it's a pattern. You also have to worry about the stupid clock that's on the ground mm -hmm. going back and forth. And the banana is shooting, like, the grapes from the bottom of it. And it's just, it's a, it's a tough fight. It sure is. And the hitbox is, Awful. of course, that little, little stem at the top of the banana peel that you need to hit. So, uh, yeah. Again, yeah. good luck with that. Um, the clock itself doesn't hurt you, but it shoots out like these drops from time to time. Again, the spinning move is your best friend here because you can just, like, twirl through it. But, uh, the yeah, it takes some timing. The sure. best part about this too is that once you killed the boss, if you just held right and ran through, you just get smashed by a giant grape. <laughs> yep. Just, oh, this whole stage is awful. <laughs> yep because uh yeah it, it's not like if you defeat the boss you move on to the next stage you still have to make it to the end and usually there's like still some hazard after the boss that you need to face before you can actually make it yeah uh but yeah yeah we didn't talk about the checkpoints i, I totally forgot about that but um in the first stage it's kind of obvious because they look like um signs 
Um, that and that's a problem. You have to like actually activate them by shooting them, but you need to stand on a very specific pixel because I think your hand needs to be touching them. Um, the problem is these are not always these signs. I don't even remember what they are in uh, in the three other uh, stages. I think in the forest world, it's those half bananas that are sticking out of the ground. I think those are the checkpoints. Uh, in the forest world oh. um, yeah keep that in mind like if you see something small sticking out of the ground which usually has a very black color to it that's probably a checkpoint you can hit so uh, so there you go yeah i i don't think i if i got a checkpoint it was by accident <laughs> probably yeah uh, anyways, that was a that was a forest world or woodland or whatever it's called. Uh, so we're moving on to the final stage, at least for the Game Boy version, uh, which is Toyland, uh, which is basically like made up of uh, Mechano. That is that what it's called? Like the Lego that is like more made of steel and things like that that you get. Oh, <laughs> is, don't you guys have that in America? I think it's called Mechano here. Maybe. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's from. Yeah, it's Mechano. I if we do, I yeah. I don't really pay much attention to Lego stuff anymore. We might what? have it. <laughs> Been around since forever. How do you, how do you spell it? M. Mechano with two C's. It is. It's usually to to build like cars and things like that, but it, it's basically like lego but it's metal bars uh and you have to like turn the screws to put them together oh yeah what the heck we call these something different over here ah, erector yeah, that's sets rough. that's what we call them erector sets oh yeah there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah i know what these are yeah. yeah so that's basically what this world is made of and you fight toy planes and toy robots and tanks yes tanks uh so that's that's basically what this world is, and I guess you collect like plushies throughout this stage. Nice. Uh, yeah, small small plushies that you collect throughout this stage. Um, I actually really like this world. Like, it's definitely a step down in difficulty from the forest world, and it's just fun to explore it. Like, there's these balloons that take you to hidden places. There's a lot of one-ups you can find here, um, and I don't think the design is. Is like cumbersome, like in the forest world. Like everything is in reach and easy to get to. It's all just about avoiding the enemies in this one, uh, especially the tanks because they shoot from off screen. Uh, so that that makes it a little, little harder. But besides that, I think this is probably the most interesting designed stage uh, in the entire game. Oh. I yeah. I think Toyland was good. I mm-hmm. I don't think it was the, for me. It wasn't the best stage, but I thought it was a cool stage, uh, just because like there was just so much going on. I think the biggest issue I had with it was that some of the blocks, like the 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 like the ZO or LO or whatever the hell whatever they were called blocks, because they have different they're different colors. So, like, typically in, like, a Game Boy game, like, the lighter the color something is, that means it's in the background. Oh, yeah. So, like, 
the the way so like I get what they were trying to trying to accomplish with this because they were trying to go for some shading with the blocks where one side is lit up and the other side's darker because mm-hmm. of shade. Mm-hmm. It made me think that the block or pieces of the block were a part of the background instead of like actual like a platform you stand on. So there were times where like, I was like, how do you get that toy up there? Like, how do you get that stuff? And then I realized, I'm like, oh, you, you can jump on these blocks. I just assumed they were part of the background. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Uh, otherwise, I thought it was a, I thought it was a very cool stage. Um, kind of the, kind of like the first time we get introduced to um, dangers from blind jumping more than anything uh, because like this game is a lot of blind jumping just naturally and now we have spikes in the middle of the stage we have uh, moving platforms they have to climb onto like kind of like you know assassin's creedy type stuff and i don't know like it, it was a very well designed stage i think um the biggest issue i had aside from the blocks in the background we're, so, we're just some of the slopes. Uh, because, like, there's a lot of vertical segments where you have to climb your way up or, like, you know, attach yourself to the wall and move move forward. But there are other times where you had a slope, and the slope didn't look very, like... It didn't have a high grade to it. But for some reason, like, I would get onto a slope and I would just be stuck on the slope trying to jump my way off of it. And <laughs> right. like I, other stages had slopes, but I was able to manage those slopes. But something in, I don't know what it was in this stage, maybe because like the slopes were so small, I was just like, bro, I can't, I can't get off this slope. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> and it doesn't help that you move at like mock speed when you're on a slope either. If you're going down, it. true, true. But uh, yeah, toy Toyland cool stage just you move it you just move so fast if zul didn't move so fast it just it wouldn't be that bad and we talked about let's see here we got oh god the boss fight in toyland don't even get me started on this boss fight so i had i actually had to like copy the strategy and type in paste it in because like typing it out it just it the fight on the on a surface level, it makes sense, but like you have to be quick. And you're just like, oh, you're playing Zul, you're already quick. No, you have to be a different level of quick, <laughs> um, because like the trick to this one is like you want to get onto this this uh, upper right platform, and then you want to get by its head, but you don't want to be fully on its head because you'll get hurt, and you don't want to shoot too much. Because the boss will go invulnerable and you'll fall through the tank and get hurt. So <laughs> it's it's just a it's like it's it's a game of patience and quickness. And in a game like this is like, oh, we're already quick, but this game tests your patience sometimes. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's that's Toyland. The the cool thing about Toyland though, I, there's one enemy I really liked in this game, and it was the paper airplanes. I don't know why I particularly liked <laughs> the paper airplanes. I first because I think it's because like everything else in the game was just so on the ground and kind of stationary. 
that like the airplanes like gave me something to do because like everything is on the ground. Like in the toy lane, you have the tanks, you have the the wind up toys. You know, you ha- there's just there's just so much stuff on the ground. Even in the mm-hmm. even in the mm-hmm. forest land, you had like the carrots that were in the ground. I guess you had the birds, but like the only time you saw the birds is if you were running through the trees. So, and then you had like the grapes that came from the sky, but then they were on the ground. It's like everything was on the ground. So, it was nice to actually have something like try and interfere with all the jumping that you had to do through the stage as well. The worst thing though were the spikies just randomly in the middle of platforms. Just like, oh, I'm going to jump onto this block. Oh, there's a spike there. Cool, I, I took I took damage because someone decided to put a spike in the middle of nowhere on a stage. Like, there's no <laughs> rhyme or reason for it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. oh. Those are probably the, the things I... Like, I don't hate things like that, but it's like, come on. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> because it's Game it's, Boy. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the final world, so uh, we're done, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, we're not, we're not done. If you were playing on easy or you were playing on normal, you probably would have been done. Uh, although I don't actually remember if that's true or not. Uh, but at least on hard, for sure, uh, you then go into a boss rush where you have to defeat all the four bosses you've just faced yet again. Um, nothing has really changed. They're still the same bosses, so you can use the same tricks you did before. Um, you just have to do them one after another, and there's no healing in between because there's no enemies you can farm for hearts or anything like that. Uh, you just have to make sure you have enough lives when you get through uh, to this stage. You have to defeat all the bosses over again, and then you just fly off and the game is over. That, yep. That's the end. Like you're not even walking towards an ending like in the previous stages nope you defeat the robot and then it's over it just stops right there so yeah Yeah. that's that's Zool you fly back to your planet yeah even the robot boss the robot boss isn't all that difficult the hardest thing about the robot boss is that there's no visual visual cue going on with it so you kind of have to just go off of instinct and understand how just like the game works so to speak mm-hmm. because it's like it's going to bounce around like left to right right to left while shooting lasers and other particles and stuff like that it's just a matter of just knowing when to do something but yeah then you fly off yeah. into your you hop into your ultraman shaped your ultraman head shaped spaceship and you're done yeah <laughs> Yeah, you you fly to the to his his home, uh, and then you see some jumping weird porcupine things, yep. and then it just says game over. Yep, that's <laughs> that's literally all. Yeah, it just says uh, well well done. Yeah, there's no credits because the credits are actually at the start of the game. Uh, if you just wait on the title screen, you you can see the credits, uh, which is useful. Thank you for that. So we can at least. Uh, find a composer for once uh but yeah that, that, that's basically it so it will take you a while to get familiar enough with the mechanics of this game to actually make yeah. it to the end um forest world is always gonna suck like yeah. 
no matter everybody what. who's ever played this game is like, oh my god, that forest world, what, what is going on there? <laughs> uh, but once you get to Toyland with enough lives, um, you can actually make it to the end. Um, the game does offer, I think, standard three continues, but you can uh, give yourself five continues. Uh, which always gives you three lives to work with. Um, but definitely during the final stage, like in, in Toyland, just look around a little bit, and there's so many one-ups that can really help you out during the boss rush, making it a whole lot easier. Yeah. And just getting through Forest World, that is probably gonna take the most practice. But uh, yeah. So, yeah, here you go. Beat the game. I think the game blind took me three and a half hours-ish. Just because I I died I died a lot from the I yeah. died a lot in the forest stage. That was the stage that Same. that wrecked me the most was the forest stage. It wasn't even so much like the stage itself. It was that damn banana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it definitely was the stage itself. <laughs> but uh, cover the cover art for this is so it's the cover art for Zul is almost the same across all of the ports um there are a few differences um the one of the, the biggest differences honestly are the japanese versions so like the japanese game gear and the japanese super nintendo version is probably the most different of them all uh those are like a white background with like a almost like a comic uh feel to those otherwise for these ones it's zul in i guess ninja costume um <laughs> kind of center of the screen kicking through the background which is all black and you can kind of see like the wormhole or the portal whatever it is he's like sorted through and then on top it says zul and then the two o's for zul are zul's eyes which i thought was actually pretty damn cool and it says ninja of the nth and the and the n and nth is a, rain, is a rainbow dimension I thought I think the cover art's actually pretty cool. It's actually pretty colorful, considering yeah, like, like how how like <clears throat> saturated y uh, some of the colors do look. I think it's actually a really cool box art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the box art. Um, sadly, it doesn't translate well to the Game Boy screen. Uh, but check out the Amiga version or the uh, the, the the new one or the remastered one, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Uh, so you can see how colorful it is. Like, it's, it's crazy easy. that you, because you put the European box art up on there. Yeah. The American one has a slightly different one. I'll, I'll... Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. Yeah. So, like, the American one, you can't even see it in here because it's so damn small. Oh, okay. Good, good, good one, Google Drive. Appreciate that one. There you go. So, like, the American one... Oh, God, I made it worse. <laughs> the, yeah. the American one still has, like, the same logo, like, Zul with the, the O's as eyes. But, like, the Ninja of the Nth Dimension is nowhere near as, like, artsy as the European one. In this one mm -hmm. here, you have Zul swinging on a rope in front of a full moon, basically. It's almost like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Kinda. Yeah. I definitely prefer the European box art over the American one, but uh Yeah, it's definitely like if you're a kid and you see this, you want it. 
<laughs> like it, it just well, speaks to gets for sure it's just a cool drawing yeah it does yeah until you look at the back of the box then you're like well <laughs> maybe not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see uh we have some trivia uh for those people who know the chupa chups logo that was actually made by salvador dali i don't even know what chupa chups is it's a lollipop are they like dum dums? How can you not know the Shupa Chups? I don't eat candy. It's like the best. Uh, oh, I know what these are. Made. Okay, I never, yeah. I never knew they were called Shupa Chups. I just call them suckers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that logo, uh, that that's a Salvador Dali logo, oh, I didn't know which that. is really cool. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, either that's super cool. Up info, um, and just so you know, Shupar means. Uh, to suck in Spanish, I guess it is, because it's a Spanish company. Uh, oh, oh, so that a lollipop to suck on. Uh, Makes sense. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't eat a lot of candy, so like when you're like Chupa Chups is a lollipop, I'm like, is that like a Dum Dum or a Tootsie Tootsie Pop? I don't. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, a Chupa Chups. <laughs> a, suck, a sucker is a sucker in my mind. So. <laughs> Uh, we've already briefly talked about Zool Redimensioned. Uh, I haven't, mm, I haven't yeah. checked that out yet. I had this is the only Zool game I have played in the uh, same in the in the lore. Um, I ha- I can get the Amiga stuff working now. I just haven't, uh, I haven't ventured much into the uh, Amiga library. Obviously, <laughs> indeed. Uh, Shaq Fu is the only Amiga game I've actively played. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah i haven't played any of the other zool games so i i am curious to check them out more so the amiga versions than anything else yeah uh i kind of don't uh, i'm sorry i kind of just don't care about the sega versions i just i don't care about sega period <laughs> um, but general reception of the game the original amiga game was critically acclaimed uh, getting very favorable scores from things like Amiga Computing, Amiga Action, Amiga Format, uh, Electronic Game Monthly, if you remember those magazines. Um, it was it was uh, a claim to have good graphics, but um, the problem I think the the biggest issue that people had with it was just like the difficulty of the game. Um, yeah. in twenty eleven. Uh, it was ranked 22nd best game for the Amiga, noting its absurdly high difficulty. Hmm. So, uh, very, very hard game. I did find some rank, quote-unquote rankings for the Game Boy and other ports, and they did not fare as good. <laughs> um, yeah. The Game Boy version received like a 5 out of 10, uh, mostly because, well... It just didn't port over to the Game Boy very well, mm-hmm. sadly. Yeah, it it is definitely a five out of ten game. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't that. I don't hate it, but I mean, would I recommend it? No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never actually. <laughs> I would never recommend it. We'll get into that in a minute, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah. Amiga, if you want to play Zool and you want the best experience of Zool, probably want to play the Amiga version. 
yeah. or the new one, which apparently people like as well. So. Uh, yeah, or the new one. I've never played Zool 2, so I can't tell you how good that game is. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but, uh, right. With that, we're going to take another quick short break. We'll come back, we'll give you our thoughts and history and some other small segments, obviously, the community events coming up. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. back everyone so thoughts and history with the game we'll start with you mo sure um so i had this game on one of those 101 uh what, what, yeah 101 cards that's what i wanted to say uh as a kid so i played it a bunch of times and i thought it was okay i'm not sure if i beat it on hard back then uh but yeah, it it was just a game that I sometimes played, but like it was definitely nothing special for me, um, and even to to this day, uh, yeah, I I think it's fine, but it doesn't have much of an attraction to keep on going back to it at all. So um, I would just say check it out if you want to. If you don't like it, move on. Uh, maybe check out the Amiga version if you want to. Uh, but yeah, that, that that's basically all my thoughts and history I have with this game. It's fine. Uh, that's that's I uh I never heard of Zool. If I did I don't remember it, I guess I should say. I probably have I probably have seen the name and definitely the mascot in my in my younger days, right? Since it was ported to 15,000 different things, I probably definitely saw it somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. You got commercial or something for it. But uh, when I was doing Game Boy Adventure and doing a bunch of this retro stuff, I came across it and I was like, oh, I don't know what this is. And I avoided it. I think, and then I think it was you. You're like, hey, you should try and play Zool. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty short game, I think you said it was. Or it's a, you know, it's mm-hmm. a. I, I was looking for something short, and I think you threw out Zool, and I was like, all right, we'll check it out. And uh, I tip, I give, I have a lot of patience with games I don't understand to start. So, like, when I, first, when I started playing, I'm like, oh, this is like, um, uh, what's that 7-Up game that you collect everything and just move on to? It's Spot. Uh, Spot, yeah. Is it just called Spot? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this game is like spot, right? Just collect stuff and move on to the next stage. It's like, so like I got through Candyland and I was like, oh, there's a boss. So I'm like, all right, get to get to the boss. And I was like, oh, now it's the same thing, just in a different world. I'm like, oh, this sucks. And then <laughs> it just gets to the point where I just like, I just increasingly just started disliking the game more <laughs> and more and more as I played through it. Because it, it just gets to the point where it got to be a little too cryptic for the type of game that it is. that it is. It's like, oh, I need to break this random thing in thin air to drop me pieces of whatever to progress to the next stage. I'm like, this sucks. Or I'm like, I'm going back and forth because the enemies respawn. 
I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go off the screen, come back, kill the enemy, get what I need to do. It was, just, it gets to the point where it got a little too cryptic for my liking. And then the tree stage, I man. Once we get to the forest stage, I was done with the game. I was like, this game sucks. I never want to play it ever again. And the sad <laughs> part is, I lost the recording to this game, so I do have to play it again. Oh, uh, yeah, it's really unfortunate. And uh, I was just like, oh, this game is just not. Fun. And in the notes, I put hated it, hated all of it, and that's just, it's true. I don't like collectathon games. I don't like games that put me into a timer where I have to go and decrypt the level to go get something to progress through it. I just, I don't like games like that, period. And the fact that he moves at like Mach 3 speed, just, I'm cool with that, but like the game design for the Game Boy was not there for Zool to move like that. So. I did not rate this game very well. And this is a game I would never recommend to anyone to play on a Game Boy. Maybe the Amiga version is better, but I haven't played the Amiga version. so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, at least for next time, you know, there's checkpoints. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes it that makes it more manageable for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I yeah, did not like the game. But uh, mm-hmm. I do know there's a Super Nintendo version of the game as well, so maybe I don't know. Maybe that one's okay. I I honestly don't know. Yeah, me neither. Um, retro achievements. You're the retro achievement guy. Are there any retro? I'm assuming there's retro achievements for this game. I totally forgot to to actually wow. look at that. Uh, let's see, Game Boy. Uh, no, there are no retro achievements wow. whatsoever for this game. So. Yeah. Um, well, there are no Game Boy speedruns <laughs> yeah. for Zool. Uh, there is a leaderboard, but it is empty. Uh, ah. Yeah, I would, when I went to speedrun.com and typed in Zool, I was like, oh, there's a Game Boy leaderboard. Someone's actually... Oh, nope, it's empty. Okay. <laughs> oh, <no>. well, <laughs> there's no Amiga... Wow, there's no Amiga runs. Are there any runs? <laughs> Okay, there's a Super Nintendo run. Okay. They did. Oh, they did it for AGDQ 2013. This run is nine years old because no one wants to play this game. <laughs> Poor Zool. There's a Sega Genesis one from three years ago. No, oh, there's a lot for the Sega Master System. Holy smokes! Do you know what the world record is for this for the Master System? No. Nine seconds and 840 milliseconds. Oh, so yeah, that's a broken game for <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> it explains why there's so many runs for it. Yeah. Holy smokes. I was like, oh, but, oh, Master System. There's probably going to be like five people. I ran, nope, 51. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, if, no Game Boy speedrun that I'm aware of, so that's a that's a thing y- y'all can can do. Get it down to like 20 minutes and put it into a tiny tin. Make people hate their lives. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're not doing a break right now. We just got off of one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, with that, we're gonna dive into community events coming up. Um, so we'll start with. RGL TV, Retro Gaming Live. 
Uh, Coin Op, December 2nd through December 4th. Uh, definitely check that out if you're into arcade games. The reason I bring it up is because some arcade games get ported to Game Boy, like Avenging Spirit and stuff like that. So definitely mm-hmm. fun to check that out. Uh, we have the Feed the Kids Marathon, November 25th to November 27th. So depending on when this episode gets released, maybe next weekend, uh, will be when uh, the marathon is going on. I'll be running four games in this marathon. I'll be doing... I don't, I don't even remember what games I'm doing. Um, Squidlet. I know Squidlet is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the face where you don't remember your games that you submitted. I'll be running Titus the Fox on Easy, Shaq Fu, Barbie Game Girl, and Squidlet. So... Three Game Boy games and a indie Game Boy game, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually really nervous about Squidlet and Titus. Those are the games I actually need to practice. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't remember Titus very well. Uh, then after that, we have RGL Secret Santa. I don't remember the dates on that, but we'll have more information on that probably the next episode or the night, next light episode. I actually enjoy Secret um... Santa. I think it's the weekend from like the 16th to till the 18th of December. Oh, okay, right in the middle then. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I enjoy Secret Santa. Last year, uh, Kong had me play some Mega Man game. It's like a Mega Man remix where it had like Mega Man three stuff in it and two, and I forgot what it was mm-hmm. called now though. But it was really fun. It's in my drive still. Yeah, I had a Phantom 2040. Yeah, the Super Nintendo game. Uh, Blade. And what was the other one? I don't remember what the third one was. They were all fun games, at least. Yeah. I forgot the other game was that they gave me. I completely forgot. But I, g- yeah. I gave 3 to uh, the Dragon Ball beat em up on Game Boy Advance. And then I gave him yeah. um, X on. Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember which games I gave at all. Oh, eh, whatever. Uh, and then our friends over up at Power Up with Pride is getting ready for their Winter Pride event, uh, December 9th to the 11th. And then games done quick. AGDQ will be January 8th to the 15th. This will be an online exclusive event. And the only Game Boy games playing is Pokemon Red and Super Mario Land 1. Yay. Joy. Um, <laughs> Freaking Pokemon. Every it's time. It's always Pokemon. <sighs> hey, there's a Game Boy game. And, yeah, is it Pokemon? Well, yeah, it's still... Yeah, okay, yeah. No one cares. Nope. It's Pokemon. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> it's Pokemon. No one cares. <laughs> Any questions in Discord? Probably not. Our Discord's been... Uh, oh, there is still people yeah, talking. Yeah, here. Casino asked if this is the only Game Boy game with bindable controls. Uh, no. No. Well, I mean, maybe like they do it in this one, yes. Because you can even put like jump on up and, and uh, if you press down, you shoot. So that's probably unique. Uh, but there are definitely a few games where you can change the controls. The first one that comes to mind to mind is uh, Fall of the Foot Clan, which also yeah. starts with B as jump and A as attack, which you immediately need to switch. Now, uh, 
Yeah, maybe in this capacity, yes. But otherwise, no, this is definitely not the only one. Yeah. And that's the only question. No. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> Our very scripted outro now. Uh, so yeah, if you have any thoughts and suggestions for the podcast, we're always looking to grow, always making this, always looking to make this podcast better, not only for us, but for also for, I need to clean my desk. I have hit this cup literally 10 times while recording today. <laughs> I have a coffee cup at my desk and I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very animated with my hands when I talk, even if you can't see me, I'm just, this is how I am. I've hit this cup. 10 times so i already hear clanking in the background from me it's because i hit my cup and i've hit the cup 10 times this recording at least 10 times so <laughs> my desk is a disaster zone right now <laughs> <laughs> anyways if you have any thoughts and suggestions for us uh, to make the podcast better. Like I said, we're not only looking to make it better for us, but we also want to make it better for you, the listeners, because you're the ones, well, listening to the podcast and hopefully enjoying what we have to say about the games, accessories, console, publishers, whatever tangents we can go on. Um, we're all, we're plenty of ways to let us know how we're doing. Um, Discord, obviously, is one way. Letting us know individually is another way. Uh, certain podcast uh, platforms allow you to rate rate the podcast or each episode and leave comments and things like that. Like I think SoundCloud has comments as well. So we always want to hear from you. We always want to know what y'all think of the podcast and the episodes and the subject matter and everything else involved. Um, you can find me, E-Bloody Candy, on Twitch. Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And YouTube is even easier to find people on now, now that they're allowing people to have usernames or handles again. Freaking YouTube. Um, where can I find you, Mo? You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. All under slash Moola, which you write M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you can find you our wonderful, awesome producer, Sprinty Legs, on Twitch and Twitter, Legs on YouTube, and uh, check out her project website, SprintyLegs.com, where you can also find the database for the Game Boy manuals that we are very slowly scanning in. <clears throat> on, Indeed. on top of that, we have a Patreon. So... If you would like to support us monetarily, uh, we do have a Patreon uh, where I guess you subscribe per month and we have tiers that give you certain access to things like you have a special role in Discord to let you see bloopers, notes, behind the scenes stuff. Um, I think discount codes on the merch store. You also get at premier access, first-hand access, first-look access, premier access to Haunt Hunters <laughs> whenever Mo and I get around to actually doing those. Uh, we just released... The hell did we just play on Haunt Hunters? Was it the Game Boy? Oh, fishing, fishing Vacation. Fishing yeah. Vacation, yeah. So that's not public, but 
you know, you get firsthand firsthand looks, sneak peeks of that when uh when they're done. So uh and we don't have a set schedule for Haunt Hunters by any means. It's kind yeah. of whenever we have free time. <laughs> so not now. which right now is just <laughs> not happening. <laughs> uh we also have a PayPal. If you do donate through PayPal, please, please, please let us know. Uh we can't tie PayPal to Discord or any thing of that nature at all uh but we, well, we want to thank you for supporting us so please let us know if you go down the paypal route uh we also have a merch store merch dot uh, this is gameboy.com where you can get a few articles of well merch yeah we have a t-shirt and a coffee cup yeah stickers soon We'll, we'll get them. <laughs> we'll get them. Um, <laughs> and some other things. I know Mo is doing designy stuff in his free time and whatnot for another t-shirt, I think it was. so. Yeah. We'll have other stuff. Oh, God, that's the next episode. Uh, we'll, have stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more stuff getting released uh, um, in the future of the store. <laughs> yeah, um, let's just say next year <laughs> to make it easier. Uh, that's why I myself. said. That's why I said future. Yeah, yeah, the future. Uh, <laughs> and if you know, we understand money is a is a thing, especially during the holiday season. It's always a thing during the holiday season. Yeah, listening to the podcast, marking it five stars on whatever platform you're listening to, to hanging out in the Discord and chatting with us is means so much to us as a as just hosts and producers and just content creators because without you all we don't do this because if no one's listening why do it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, if we don't have an audience there's no reason to keep pushing so neat uh but yeah, no, it's been it's been a ride so far. It's been good. Our numbers have been steadily going up. It's it's all it's actually really shocking for having a a very niche video game podcast. Like I'm not even gonna say video game podcast. It's a very very niche video game podcast because most people that do like video game podcasts will either cover like the array of video games, right? Like whether it's from the Fairchild to the PS5, or you have some people that will hit like the popular platforms, right? Like the NES, Super NES, or like Nintendo, Sega, Atari. But like, I think we might be, as of right now, the only Game Boy pod, active Game Boy podcast. Yeah, unless there's a new one out there that I don't know about, but yeah. probably still the, the only one. Uh, that kept going so yeah crazy so thank you all for listening to mo and i ramble about 20 plus year old video games that we played when we were seven (laughs) (laughs) yeah most of them some are even new to us Yeah. yeah yeah i mean the library is huge and you only have x amount of money as a kid so yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, you have a finite amount of finances as a child. <laughs> Even as an adult, we have a finite 
amount of finances. Yeah. Well, I ain't rich. I can't buy what I want. <laughs> Dude, I, we can't even touch Game Boy. You can't even touch any retro games right now. It's insanity yeah. just how expensive the retro market is right now. It's yeah. it sucks. That's why I switched back to comics for a while. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> so I'll just keep buying those. So. That was the biggest reason I bought the Mister. Honestly, was just mm, like I could I could keep buying EverDrives, and I I love Crix's EverDrives. Don't get me wrong, but it's like at some point I'm gonna hit a boundary of like I want to play these other systems that I don't own, and they don't have an EverDrive for those systems at all. So it's like, I'm going to spend a ton of money on systems and games just to do, I'm like, yeah, I might as well just buy a mister. So yeah. that was the, my, that was literally the only reason I bought a mister or warranted buying one just because of that. But yeah. And you can find, so back to that other stuff, you can find all that other stuff, bios, links, maybe even the latest episode. I don't know if that widget's still working or not. SoundCloud's weird sometimes with its embedding but you can find all that stuff on this is gameboy.com and uh i can't believe we're doing this tonight oh <laughs> the, the worst of the series so the next yeah, the but, next game i mean mo <laughs> mo the next game is what the next game is mega man 2 ick for game one ick <laughs> Yeah, we're going in order. We did Wily's Revenge, so now we're oh, yeah, we did. to the second one. I forgot we did DWR, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just a fun game to talk about uh, for various reasons. So Fun. Uh, yeah. It's not, definitely. Yeah, not a bad game, but... Uh. <laughs> no, it's, not a, it's definitely not a bad game, but it is a bad game. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad game, but it's a bad game. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, more on that next time, uh, which will probably still be in 2022. I think. I think we can get it out. No, this... no, maybe not. I don't know. We, we will see. It's either the first episode of the new year or the last episode of this year. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it kind of falls on how quickly can we get things scheduled out and recorded. Yeah. What not? So, but yeah. Next episode you hear from both Mo and I together will be Mega Man 2 for the Game Boy. Until next time, ta-ta. Later. This is where EBC sings the song himself. Do 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 do.